And hello! Welcome! I was hoping you were going to get a fun little introduction from Mike, but he, uh, he picked that moment to stop, to stop speaking, so that's I knew sad. something was afoot. You did. There's trouble you, afoot. You figured, <laughs> you figured that one out pretty quickly. Um, it is 8.35 p.m., 8.36 now, uh, on 7-2, which is the day after free agency. We are, boy, howdy, we are nearly 48 hours into free agency, and the Rangers have made a single signing from the free agent market. Were you expecting that, Michael? I'm actually... I find myself being like pleasantly surprised, especially because of the very mixed feelings after draft day. The fact that Gorton really stuck to his guns. You know, the only move was uh, Clayson, which is a fine... A fine move for some competition for that third pair, a little more stability. Uh, he's 25, I believe, and, you know, as a 5, 6, or 7 guy, that's fine. It's a one-year deal. There's no risk. Um, there is a little bit of a log jam on the left side left side of D, but whatever. The, the Wolfpack need D, too, and uh, I really have no issues. In many ways, I love, I love Joe that the Rangers watched Komarov sign elsewhere, especially Islanders. That deal is, ugh, good God. And Ryan Reeves sign elsewhere. That felt particularly good just because of the context of all the stuff we've been hearing about. Oh, they need character guys. Gotta have locker room boys. And uh, everything's fine. I have no problems with this. Are you surprised it was just the one deal? And, of course, the the Vladdy extension. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Jeff Gordon allowed all those players who they were linked to to just kind of go to other teams on really bad deals. And I wrote an article about it today, um, really yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this story, but I guess the specifics don't matter, uh, about how Gordon won free agency by doing nothing. I mean, think about the deals that were handed out, just the absurd amount of money. Um, the Rangers were theoretically linked to James Van Riemsdyk because he was a Rangers fan his entire career. There was boyhood team. The Flyers signed him to a five-year, $35 million deal. Um, Komarov, who the Rangers were, again, linked to, goes for four years, $12 million. Uh, Russell, who, Roussel? Is it Roussel? Yeah. No? Uh, yes, he's French. Maybe. Antoine so, Roussel. Roussel? He's from the France. Um, Jay Beagle were two players that, again, the Rangers were linked to. Um, both of them got twin four-year, $12 million deals from Vancouver. Um, Ryan Reeves got a two-year, $5.55 million deal. The Rangers probably were protected from themselves there. Um, that Vegas decided to keep him instead of uh, letting him hit the open market. And, you know, Tobias Ryder, a one-year, $2 million deal. Uh, there's still names out there. I think that Anthony Duclair is a player the Rangers should be looking at. And Gordon also, like Mike said, re-signed Domestikov to a two-year, $4 million a year deal. Um, Miller got a five-year, $5.25 million per. McDonough got a seven-year, $6.75 million per with a no-trade clause through 2026. Uh, that's a lot of dough Ooh. to be thrown around. And the Rangers just are not involved in it. For the first time in, in my memory, the Rangers are not having an active free agency 
period. And I think it's the best thing to happen because if you are going to rebuild, if you yeah. are going to kind of go down this rebuilding road, free agency is not where you want to go. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help grow this team unless there's a key free agent like John Tavares who we'll talk about um, who may be your missing piece or next year an Eric Carlson or a, a Panarin or, or a Seguin. You're not, you're not getting those players a more Seguin. often than not. And isn't he a free agent next year? Yeah, but it's Tyler Seguin. Uh, oh, Seguin, you're right. Or Sagan. I the time. It's um, Sagan or Seguin. Seguin. Now well, you I have me. Those. You, you said, said the Seguin. Like I said Segway. No, I said Segin. I will go back. You know how to often on this show we have this. No, that's not what I said. But it's recorded, Joe. This is all recorded. It is recorded. Unless I hit the stop recording button and then I edit it out. You wouldn't know. The people wouldn't know if I do that. Mike would, but no one would believe him because the recorded evidence um, would not have that on there at all. Anyway, um, yeah, unless one of those guys is available, it just doesn't make sense. And, and the Rangers as a whole, they don't – the holes that they have to fill, you're not fixing through free agency. Not unless you're getting a Carlson or a Panarin. Um, it's just not happening. So – I like Jeff staying out of this. I like Jeff kind of taking care of his own business. Listen, he still has stuff to do. He's got VC, he has Hayes, and he has Shea that he has to lock down. I would start talking to Buchnevich about an extension too, but um, I'm aware that I'm probably in the minority on that front. And, I mean, take care of that stuff. See if you can't find another depth player. The funny thing to me is the players that you get, really from like July 5th on are the players that get traded for first or second round picks at the deadline to a contending team. And I don't know if there's a ton of those guys out there this year. The free agency period was a little crazy, but I don't think it hurts Gordon to sit and see what's left after the crazy period because there were millions of dollars thrown around. And I don't think there's many deals out there outside of Tavares. And even that may be regrettable down the line. Um, David Perron, four years, four million a year. That's not a bad deal. Those are really the only ones I can think of, unless you think I'm wrong. No, I agree with you. I think that Perron deal is pretty fair. I think Matt Cain's model had him making something like six million a year, so that was a pretty solid contract uh, for for the Blues to to pick up a guy that they know pretty well. Uh, I liked that deal for them, but again, all this stuff. It's like the Rangers can enter back into these familiar waters of, you know, the team that gets to throw money bags around, uh, you know, maybe three years from now. Bags of money. When the kids are developing and you get to ask the question that Toronto asked because their kids have developed, their kids are developing, they're a very young team, and they can look at their team and say, we have the cap space for Tavares. He's a franchise player. He'll change, you know, the entire fate of this team. We can do this. And as I, as much as I wanted the Rangers to at least be involved in the talk, I was not at all upset that they weren't just because it's not the path the Rangers are on. It would have been a lot of fun, uh, I'm sure, but there was, there was no real reason for it to happen. It just would have been a case of, you know, a couple of years of Tavares's career being wasted while the while the team around him developed, and frankly, he's been doing that for quite a while on on the island. So, 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like overall this this has been a very good first 48 hours to free agency, Joe. I, I like, you know, I, I've, at first I was like, wow, $4 million a year for Vlad feels like uh, a lot. But it's it's two years. It, it, it's it doesn't sweet, really matter. sweet, sweet two-year window. Yeah, it just, he'll be a UFA at the end of it, and that's fine. And, like, before the show, I was looking up some cap comparables. And it's kind of rare for a guy who's 25 who's had, you know, been an NHL regular, had a lot of, you know, relatively solid production, kind of as like a two or three center uh, to get a deal like this because, you know, teams normally want to lock up a guy that's established himself. But this is this is fine for me because this deal says we're going to have Vlad, you know, for, this two, for these two years and almost certainly he's going to leave the Rangers via trade, in my opinion. Um, it's just a question of whether it's this upcoming season or next as, you know, a big rental piece for somebody and either case is fine. And of course, you know, everything, the Kovalchuk thing fell apart. That felt like, you know, a few months ago, that felt like a, a sure thing. And now it really did feel like a sure thing. Yeah. Now I just feel like you, you pencil in Vlad as your, you know, your second line winger, top six winger. Um, of course, I don't know if you want to segue into, uh, into Brooks and, and his continued belief that Kevin Hayes is going somewhere or or that he could go somewhere. Cause, uh, well, that's, sh- should we do that before we talk Tavares or should we talk Tavares quickly? It's up to you. We should talk well, John Tavares. Yeah, let's let's talk do Tavares. Tavares very quickly. Uh, I've, I've kind of digested and consumed a lot of information uh, about this particular situation that the Islanders are in and, and that Tavares put them in. And I think it's very uh. easy to sit here and say, Ha ha ha, the Islanders got screwed, they deserve it, you know, that's awesome, but it is a, an interesting situation really from top to bottom because you are, you're dealing with a franchise player, um, our friends over at Lighthouse Hockey did their own podcast and it sort of uh, made it apparent that they're just really beaten down at this point, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's almost like how could this happen to us and you, we were expecting it not to happen and Tavares kind of gave them this hope and we're I think one of the guys on the podcast actually said like we're not the Rangers or or the Bruins we can't just go out there and get someone else we need to get our players this way and and keep them and and one of the things that I really I, I, I think kind of maybe gets overlooked from an Islanders perspective just because they're so emotionally invested in what happened is the fact that the Islanders kind of screwed with John Tavares too as much as you may sit there and say oh Tavares did wrong by them and and in a way he did let's not let's not mince the fact that he uh he didn't get traded he didn't really let the Islanders know what his intentions were he kind of kept them in the loop to the point where there was nothing they could have done to mitigate the loss of losing him for nothing but this is also a team that didn't put a winning group around him ownership that didn't have enough smarts to kind of make sure that they knew what he was feeling and what he was thinking because obviously they were on two different pages yeah they had the belmont deal go through but you're talking about something that's going to happen two or three years from now at best so i just i I don't see why he would need to 
owe them anything. I think what you do end up dealing with, though, from a Rangers perspective, is you are dealing with somebody who now moved, you know, out of the conference, or excuse me, out of the division, and he's somebody else's problem. He was a big part of why the Islanders were as good as they were, and I don't think you can be sad to see him go to a different team. The Rangers are not contending this year or next year. If anything, Tavares going to Toronto has sort of given the Rangers an opportunity to reach out to another team and, and do what we're calling hashtag the vision, which is take on these bad contracts and give them some cap relief because, oh boy, do the Maple Leafs have a huge issue moving forward um, with Nylander and Marner and uh, who else? Matthews, who all need to be signed, and they do not have a lot of cap space. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, Mike. It's a tricky one. I'm not, you know, I've, I've been one of my first memories that stuck in my head is the cup one in 94. And so I've grown up, you know, as a Rangers fan, as I've gotten older, I didn't, I don't really understand, uh, uh the hatred of the Islanders, you know, from, from the fan perspective. But I think a lot of that is tied to, because I didn't have to watch the Islanders be successful you know, I kind of roll my eyes at the Potvin Sucks chant. And uh, I, I look at, like, my least favorite team team is, is Pittsburgh. Um, I, I just find them much, much more fun to hate. But I found myself feeling pretty bad for Islanders fans. Not the organization, though. The organization, the one thing you didn't mention, Joe, that I think is really worth mentioning is, like, yeah, Tavares could have let them know, but he made it really clear this is not an easy decision for him this was not something he you know he needed time to figure that out and all the while while you know for, while he before he was figuring all this out he was signed to one of the biggest sweetheart deals in the NHL for a long time and that gave the Islanders a huge leg up in having a you know a top five center in the league at one of the best contracts in the league and time and time again, the front office failed. They failed Tavares. They failed the fan base. They failed the team. And that is the big takeaway I have from this, is that this team, like the fans should feel, you know, they have every right to feel heartbroken and dismayed and discouraged. Because, you know, I think it was Beth who said it in, a, in, our, in our banter DM chat. Like, even the Rangers got something for Keith Yandel. You know what I mean? That's... Uh, fourth they and had, sixth round pick, but they, they got something. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of that's kind of the thing is like it's it's a goofy it's a goofy way to look at it, but it is true, and and a lot of that comes from the like knowing okay, well, this is what we can and can't do, and talking with the player and all of that. But um, for the Islanders to get only cap space out of Tavares is devastating and like you said he's out of the conference and i mean i'm sorry i made the same mistake you just did he's out of the division and uh, what's more interesting to me is that there's now going to be this essentially this arms race right between tampa and toronto um and the rangers can kind of work with those teams and feed those teams and trades um, because, you know, that's going to be a pattern we'll see is the Rangers are going to have guys they can sell at deadline day for the next couple of years because 
while you're in a rebuild, that also means, yeah, we don't need... This guy has an expiring contract. We're a young team. He doesn't fit. We can move him, especially if we don't feel like we can resign him. And trading those guys out of the division always feels better than trading them in the division. And I think that's going to be something that really kind of develops into a story. But I, it's a great... It's a huge victory for Toronto. They're, they're such a fun team. Like you said, they're going to have problems, but those problems could very quickly become, you know, a boon to the Rangers one way or another. We'll have to see yeah, what happens. post-cup problems, too. Yeah, that's fine. I mean... I mean they, they, they don't care. They can care been, less. You've been salivating over Nylander for... I, I have. For, I, I don't know for if, years. It's, if, if it's going to happen, but this is more or less where the Rangers come into this is, hey, you are dealing with an organization that has really, I would say, unique two-year window where they can do anything. The Rangers, could, If the Rangers signed Ryan Reeves to a two-year, $80 million contract, it would not bother me in the least because it's, it's two yeah, years. It doesn't you really just matter. Don't care. It doesn't really matter, um, yeah. That's why Nemestikov's deal doesn't matter. That's why... Uh, eventually, if the Rangers can't find a, a trading partner for Spooner, his deal kind of doesn't matter. The, because the reality of the situation is, so long as the Rangers keep their deals within two years, that's the window right there. That is just, you can't do any wrong in that two-year window. And I do know that Panarin and Carlson and, and Sagan are potentially free agents next year and supposedly Panarin wants to come to New York and there's whispers that we're about to get to that Carlson may have a an opportunity here in New York but my oh my when you really sit down and think about it the Rangers they have a chance to develop the youth that they have and more importantly they can do they can just become this garbage dump team do they take on Matt Martin from the the Leafs for some type of a some type of a sweetener. It doesn't look like it. Larry Brooks said there's actually a bidding war between uh, other teams and and Martin. So that's yeah, I don't get that. But but that's it is what it is. Think that they need they need toughness. So it is what it is. Um, I was just looking through the, the some of the top impacted cap teams in the NHL. Chicago, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, Boston, and Tampa in that order. And Tampa has a lot of problems because they have to sign Braden Point. Um, They have just a a slew of players that they need to give deals to next year. And I'm looking at that contract. I know they want to get out of Tyler Johnson. They just signed Miller. Uh, The Ryan Callahan contract is a a contract that they may be looking to get rid of. Uh, Kucherov needs a new deal next season along with Point. You're talking about a team that is going to just get leveled with this new influx of, of a lack of cap space. And the Rangers can be there to, to make this up for them. You know, the, Johnson's a little bit of a different situation because he signed long-term. Callahan's got two years left at $5.8 million. That's right in that sweet spot. Give us something nice and we'll take him from you. And all of a sudden you have this breathing room that you didn't have before. Um, Put the C back on his sweater. Done deal. The, the Hawks are looking to move the HOSA contract. You could potentially talk to uh, Tampa Bay about the, the Horton contract. There's a lot of moves that Gordon can do that I think would would help both the vision and bring in assets to the Rangers without hurting them long-term. And those are things that the Rangers need to look at. I mean, the Kings specifically just have so much money tied up into just a few players. It's, It's ridiculous. So I also think the Rangers should be looking at guys like Anthony Duclair. Um... Just a 22-year-old reclamation project. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want a guy like that on the team? 
And Low risk, I don't know if they reward. are or, or if they're not, but the Rangers are they're in a unique position. I think that's part of the reason why we haven't really seen anything because the minute Gordon makes a decision, the minute he goes down one of these roads that he's looking at, um, you can't go down the others. And if he wants to be a team that's going to take on these contracts, if he wants to be, I could have sworn the Rangers were going to be there to help out San Jose or Toronto or whoever landed Tavares. Obviously, uh, Kyle Dubas did it without any help at all, but he may need help moving forward. And I want Gordon to be there. Be there for that situation. The Rangers have the third most cap space in the NHL right now. Think about that for a minute. When was the last time that was true? It's it's just it's insane. It really is insane. And yeah, it, it doesn't. Should be it won't feel that. good. It won't feel good. I'm sure for a lot of fans to to watch them take on contracts. By the way, I think you might have said Horton uh, to t- in Tampa. He's uh, Horton is on the books in Toronto. But if he didn't say that, I apologize. I think I said um, Toronto. I'm almost positive oh, I said Toronto. Well, I think the, you're. Uh, I think you're attacking me. I feel attacked. No, I even I even apologized in case I was wrong. I was very cordial. Uh, you, I was exceedingly you were semi-cordial. Cordial. I agree. Semi-cordial. Um, um, that's like a that's like a polo shirt and slacks. That's that's, uh, that's semi-cordial. You know, it's like business cordial, yeah. business cash. Yeah, business cash. So let's you you brought up the Hayes thing. I guess let's touch on that, and because we could potentially use that as a segue into the Carlson stuff, but. Um, Boy, oh boy, the Kevin Hayes stuff just is not going away. Uh, Larry Brooks suggested that Hayes could be making upwards of $6 million a year. He also suggested that Hayes could be moved to Boston. Mike, make heads or tails of what's going on with Kevin Hayes right now. The man who, may I add, tweeted the Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving video um, after the first round of the draft. So I would be hard-pressed to not imagine that means something when it comes to the Rangers, but you let me know. That is interesting. That is an interesting little wrinkle um, to all this. But there were so many teams that missed out on Tavares. And, of course, there was Stasny out there as well, and he landed in Vegas. And That was a great uh, deal for Vegas. It was a pretty great deal for Vegas. It really addressed something they, they needed to look at. And then what was it? Um, Bozak was another center that had a lot of interest in the grand scheme of things and he landed in uh in St. Louis, I think. Um so did Ryan O'Reilly for an enormous haul. St. Louis is just importing yeah. centers as though the center apocalypse is nigh. Yeah, but all of that is pretty relevant because there is a there's a lot of interest in a guy like Kevin Hayes for the same reason that, you know, Larry Brooks in his piece said that it's hard to think of a of a player who's more valuable to the team you know, from the beginning to the end of the season than Hayes. And and it's hard to argue against that. It's also, it gets a little tricky when, you know, for the same reasons, you know, we're talking about this rebuild. Kevin Hayes is obviously a guy on the younger side, but he's not a kid. And therefore the question, Joe, becomes what what would you want to see in return for a guy like Hayes who has his kind of ability and it's tough because you want, naturally, you want, you know, a, a young defenseman who can play the right side that you that has a great contract already, or that you can lock up, and then you can say, all right, this is one one thing that we can check off on the checklist now because even after the draft, the Rangers 
really didn't address the right side of the blue line. Um, a lot of their prospects play the left side. Uh, I, I, I look at that as something that's, that's an interesting angle to, to the Kevin Hayes situation. Uh, the fact that Vlad got his contract really ahead of schedule for a type two guy, as Brooks, you pointed out, that's pretty interesting to me as well. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I, I feel convinced that Spooner is going to be gone. Uh, but we could touch on that more later. And then I feel like Kevin Hayes is kind of a coin flip. It really depends on what happens between, you know, they they obviously can't afford to let it go to arbitration. So it depends on what sort of calls they get and what the offers look like. But I, in terms of absolutes, I'm not opposed to moving Hayes if the price is right, because at this stage where the team is right now, you can't be opposed to moving anyone. Like, you know, you cut, you you have a number in your head. The guys who are like 23, 24 maybe and under, you st- you want to see what you have, you stick with them. But the guys who are, you know, 25, 26, then you can talk about moving them. That includes guys that we all really like. Guys like Kreider, guys like Hayes. You know, even we've heard Zabinajad talked about, you know, along with the, the Hayes rumors and is Zabinajad is really he I feel like his contract is so great it, you'd have to get something exceptional to move him um but yeah I don't know how do you feel about all this this rumblings and mumblings about Hayes it makes me a little nervous because uh, first of all the price of doing business from a, a free agency standpoint Gordon had to know that the market was going to be crazy and that Hayes was going to look at what the market value is. Like if Bozak is getting $5 million a year, Hayes should be getting $6 million a year, if not more. Um, Especially with the cap going up and just you're seeing this money fly around. So in a sense, I think Hayes was at some point, at least in discussions, to be on the trade block because it would have been very beneficial for the New York Rangers to sign Hayes before him and his agent sat in front of the television and looked at just this enormous wealth of money being thrown around to centers. Um, They're not morons. I think they know the situation that the Rangers are in. We were talking about this in the Blue Shirt Banter chat, and um, Adam Herman mentioned that, you know, his agent's aware that Heedle and and Anderson are coming up through the ranks and Howden and um, that the Rangers may want flexibility when it comes to Zibanejad and Hayes, so he's probably going to ask for the no-movement, no-trade clause, and we'll see what happens there, but... I do think that Hayes was at the very least in consideration to be traded because otherwise they should have signed him long before it got to this point. Is that still the case? I don't know. I think the Rangers would look pretty radically different without Hayes on the team. It would it would be a little bit like that skeleton squad that they keep telling us they're not going to just trout out there, but... Uh, I don't know if it makes... I don't think there's any deal out there that will make me think, okay, we have to move Kevin Hayes. Um, There's rumors that the Rangers are one of the teams talking to Ottawa about taking on Carlson and Bobby Ryan because they have the space. If you could get a deal like that to go through with Kevin Hayes as the centerpiece, I think you have to do it. But other than that, if if you're just... I think you kind of do. But why, we, we we will cycle back to that question when we move to Carlson because I, I don't want to oh, I want to give Hayes his due because I I do think it's important that the Rangers keep him around I think Hayes at a five year thirty million dollar deal would be expensive but. 
probably market value for a guy who could erupt next year under a coach who doesn't force him into this defensive suffocating role. We don't know what we have in Kevin Hayes. We got 25 goals after him out of him last year when he was playing in theoretically one of the worst positions for him. This two-way center role he's just not equipped to play in. And yeah, it would be expensive, but it would be worth it too at the same time. I think that's still a movable contract. He's he's 26, so a 5-year deal takes him until he's 31. You're keeping him around. You're setting up your one-two punch with Zibanejad and Hayes down the middle. You're going to have to figure out something to do with him, and that's kind of the rub. Him or Zibanejad, they need to go somewhere in a couple of years, either to the wing or whatever. Yeah, because but if Hedl and Anderson my thing are coming is, through as centers, what do you do? Go ahead. What's your yeah, thing? My, your thing My wing? thing is you have you have Zibanejad locked up already to to what looks like an even better contract than it looked like a year ago. Furthermore, it's kind of rare to find a right-handed center. I, I don't... I feel like of the two, it makes more sense to trade Hayes. I mean, there is the concern of, like, yeah, Meek has been hurt a bunch. Um, and, yeah, you know, we, we're not entirely sure what we have with Hayes. But I don't feel like that means that the Rangers should balk at any idea of moving him. If there is a deal out there where they can get things that the, the franchise needs, especially like a package where they can get picks or maybe, you know, like a, a young right-handed defensive prospect that's not a Tony D'Angelo, something, you know, to, to put all that together. It shouldn't be something they, you know, they, they walk away from. I don't think they should no. walk away from it either, but I do think that... I, and that's to be the right deal, way. just like any deal. I, I'm not against trading Hayes. I'm not against keeping Hayes. Um, I, I think if the contract... First of all, my bet is he's not going to be $30 million for five years. I think that's too expensive. I think they'll land somewhere in the middle. I think Hayes was only asking for 5-5 five five at some point. That was what was reported. So we're somewhere in that range. That's fine. I agree with you. You have Carlson or, or not Carlson. You have Zibanejad already. It kind of feels like the Girardi stall. Like, why are you resigning this guy when you already have him? But the, the Rangers are in an interesting, they're in an interesting like paradox here because Heedle and Anderson are not ready to be the two, three guys yet, but they will be soon. Heedle maybe. So what you have last year, you do have lad, but <laughs> You do have Vlad. If that's the way you want to go, then that's the way you can go. But then you're, He's a natural you're looking center. around and you're saying, hey, I'm going to trade Hayes for pennies on the dollar. Like, what if that deal's not out there? That's not what you're saying. You can but say then what do you we'll, do? we'll be flexible. Yeah, you, you listen and, Yeah, you listen for, you know, when's the arbs. L- all right, let me, fl- let me ask you this question. Does Hayes say you listen no? listen for a week or two. Does Hayes say no to a two-year... $13 million deal. I don't know. I'm not Kevin Hayes or his agent. I'm not but, either, uh, but do you, are you, if you're that worried, do you give the overpay for the next two years and tell him, listen, you'll be able to get a large contract at 28 on the free agency market? I don't know if I'm a fan of that, but you can certainly do that. Shit, give him two years, $7 million a year. Who cares? Yeah. If you're going to do I can't see him turning yeah. down that money. I can't. I, I don't know if it makes sense. I mean, if Anderson or Heedle doesn't pan out the way you want them to, you're going to pay out the ass to keep Hayes around. My bet would be in two years. But 
I, I would be perfectly fine with a deal coming in around $5.5 million for five years or so, and then you figure it out. So long as there's no anchor, no no trade clause, no no movement clause, as long as there's flexibility on that front, you'll have a movable contract. You'll have a guy that you could go out there and do what you need to do with, keep him for the next two years, kind of move around, and um, go from there. That but is a big I, if, though. It is an enormous if, but that's maybe that's the flip side. Hey, we'll give you your money, but we're not giving you a no trade clause. I mean, five years, thirty million with no tag sounds a lot better than five years at five and a half with the no movement clause. So, I like Kevin Hayes. Just, just th- I do too. Mike, this conversation makes me sleepy. Oh, makes me tired. And you know what? I wish I had a Casper mattress. Podcast listeners are invited to take advantage of Casper's competitive limited time Fourth of July offer. Casper is the only place to shop 4th of July mattresses savings this year. They'll sell directly to you, eliminating added costs and saving you money. You like saving money. We're talking about saving money with Kevin Hayes right now. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial and returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. Can you imagine if NHL GMs had like a 100-day return policy and free agency? Would that not be the craziest thing in the world? Just kick a guy back out onto the market? Um, Casper has three mattress lines to choose from The original Casper, the innovative Wave And the Essential Uh, We've discussed this a few times But the uh, original Casper mattress combines Multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface With the right amounts of both Sink and bounce That sounds just wonderful Um, For a limited time Visit casper.com slash blueshirtbanter And save up to $225 Off your order It's a limited time only And the special offer expires July 9th, 2018 Terms and conditions do apply So it is casper.com Slash blueshirtbanter And that is to save up to $225 Off your order And you get a nice new mattress Because the mattress you're sleeping on right now Is garbage Garbaggio because when I think of America's birthday, I think of quality mattresses. Ah, if only the founding fathers had quality mattresses, it would make a huge difference. I think um, it would be bad if they did. They wouldn't have gotten anything done. Yeah, that's true. Well, but they would have had better posture. Who cares about their posture? Yeah, you're right. They won the war. They won the war. You're right. Um, All they had before to do we get was, into was questions... Use muskets to, to beat England. And they did it. Carlson. Mike. Eric Carlson. Larry Brooks has reported that the Ottawa Senators have given Carlson permission to talk to teams about a contract extension. The Rangers are one of the teams that has been linked to Carlson and Bobby Ryan. We know that Ottawa's trying to tag along that terrible, terrible Bobby Ryan deal for the ride. My two questions here. One... Two questions. Does it make sense for the Rangers to go after Carlson and Bobby Ryan? Two, do you think from a package standpoint it would be worth what it would cost to get both of them because theoretically Ryan's deal would have to take the market value of the trade down but you tell me you be the expert well I think the question we have to ask ourselves here Joe and I'm going to use something you tweeted because I feel like it's the perfect summary is this so goddamn smart it's just a case of bad timing Carlson is 28 He's got one and a half ankles. Uh, there are a few players that I admire more or, I, or that I am a bigger fan of. I'm also a big fan of him as a person, uh, for, for whatever that means. But 
I just don't... I don't understand why the Rangers would look at, all right, we're in a rebuild. Um, best case scenario, this team starts to look like a team that can, you know, get past the first round of the playoffs in, what, like three years, let's say. At that point, Carlson will be 31 going on 32. And he's already playing on one and a half ankles. Um, he is, in my opinion, like a one of the most unique and exciting defensemen in the world, arguably the, the best. Um, I think that it, it would be hands down if you consider what he's had to work with in Ottawa for, you know, for his career there. But it's just, if he was a couple of years younger, if the injury stuff wasn't there, you know, if, 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 but it, it's, it's such a tough call. I, I yeah, go ahead. I've, I've, Your I've boy wants that up. Drew Doughty money, that Drew Doughty sweet, sweet eight year, yeah. $88 million deal. And I think Carlson is easily the most electric player in the game right now. Above Ovechkin, above Crosby, above McDavid, because you just don't above expect... Above McDavid? Only because you don't expect the offense to come out of the back like that. I'm not saying he's a more offensive or prolific player than any of those players. I'm just saying there's not the expectation to have a defenseman go out there and score 85 points a game. What my real issue is with Carlson, if you could get him right now and not take a roster player away from the Rangers, he it's just an extraordinarily in, enormous change to the dynamic of the team. The Rangers are probably, with Shattenkirk and Carlson on the top pair, the power play. It's not a rebuild lethal. anymore. No, it's not a rebuild anymore, but le- legitimately not a rebuild anymore. Like, that's a team that you push everybody down the depth chart. You have Shea in the top six or the top four. I guess you put Smith there, too. You move Stahl down to the bottom. You, you got There's tons of crazy things that happen with something like that. But you're not you're not getting Carlson for nothing. Even with the Bobby Ryan add-on, you're just taking away picks and prospects at the end of the day. Um, can you get a deal done with Hayes being the centerpiece? I mean, maybe if Carlson is telling people I'm only signing an extension with the Rangers or the Bruins or you know whoever these three teams are, and you're one of the teams that comes to the table with an offer, it's possible. If nothing else, Ottawa just watched the Islanders lose their franchise player for nothing. So that's you can't have that happen. I do want to so, raise one quick point, though, which is raise it. The Island, raise it right into the air. Next year, the Island. I'm sorry. Next year, the Senators don't have a first round pick, and I feel like they know what the hell has happened. I mean, I mean, it's. Uh, we've talked about how things unraveled on the island uh, for the Islanders and their fans, but Ottawa has been just as mismanaged in many ways. And this this team needs to say it's it's time to blow it up, and that's why they're letting Carlson talk to other teams. And without that first round pick next year, it's pretty clear that's what they want. You know, they're going to want assets like that. They want to to buy as many magic beans as they can. Yeah, and I can't blame them for wanting to do that because the the I I just don't know I don't know if this is Ottawa thinking, "Oh, he's not going to stay around because we're not going to offer him as much money," and I think that's part of it. 
or if it's, uh, you know what, he really can't be here with everything that's gone on. And while those may be two very different things, they both end up at the same conclusion, which is Ryan's not going to be an, or Carlson's not going to be an Ottawa senator. Ultimately, if you're going to make a deal like that, you're going to get something. Right, you, you need to get picks and prospects, and there needs to be all sorts of crazy things that come with it. And in Ottawa's case, they're saying we're actually willing to sacrifice the return we get to get out of a bad contract simply because our owner doesn't want to pay the contract. Because Ottawa's not going to be good next year, so who cares if you need to eat another year on the Ryan deal? It's it's a matter of frugal behavior. And if the Rangers could make something happen, great. The Rangers are reportedly interested in Carl. Like, they're talking to them. I don't know if that's Gordon doing his due diligence. When Mike and I did the private podcast, the patron-only podcast, after James Dolan made his comments, we discussed the fact that Dolan mentioned the Rangers had players that they had their targets on. And it would be hard-pressed not to think that Carlson isn't one of those players. Yeah, how can he not but, be? Yeah. Like I said in the tweet, it's bad timing. I just don't think it makes sense. I don't think it works for the Rangers. Carlson has half an ankle. You're going to sign him to three years younger. Well, you're going to sign him to a seven-year deal as a 29-year-old. I mean, it's a lot for a guy who who you have players that that are skilled without the agility and the speed. Well, he'll be 29 when that contract kicks in, though. Well, yeah. See, you're not thinking two steps ahead like I am, son of a bitch. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, If Carlson relies on the speed and the agility, and that goes away, guys like Keith Yandel are out there still killing it at at 34 and 35, but that's an enormous risk for an $11 million defenseman. And I don't – I get it. I get why it's tempting. You're opening the window back up again. You're giving Hank that shot at the cup. You have one of the most electric players in the NHL. It's dollar signs. What Ottawa never realized is that it's dollar signs to have a player like that on your roster. But I just don't know if it makes sense for the Rangers. And by don't know, I mean it doesn't make sense for the Rangers. So I just don't see it making sense. I don't see it happening. They already started down the path of the rebuild. That's my big thing with this. Is they've already they're kind of pot committed here. Is one way to look at it, right? But if you could, they, let's just say, you take Carlson and the full Ryan contract, the whole enchilada, no, no means salary retention, which is what five years, six million. No, together they'll have if Carlson's at eleven million. Uh, Bobby Ryan's contract is for no, seven point two five. Yeah, but I'm not talking about the extension. I'm just talking about right now. You've taken on oh, the full right now. boat. Right now, okay. you're just taking on the full boat of the Ryan yeah. contract. Together, they're at together. They're thirteen point seven five. Right. So the Rangers they have the room to get that in. If you could bring that in for Hayes, a first, and like Hayek, which uh, I don't think is at all a deal that Ottawa would even entertain. But if you could do that, I think you kind of have to do that. That's not a but rebuild move, though. That's a, it is I not a win. rebuild move, but, but if you replace Hayes. That's we buried this. We smashed the cup window. We if, put the pieces in cement, and we buried it in the backyard. And then you say, you know what? Time to get the jackhammer out because we can get Carlson. It's but just, if, you, if you replace Hayes with Carlson... And Ryan, don't you think the Rangers get that much better 
I don't Isn't like that it. a playoff team? I don't I don't like it from a rebuild standpoint. The rest of the de- Well, the rest of the defense is garbage. You don't forget that Shattenkirk's a right right side, Carlson's a right side. Um Furthermore, the Rangers, they didn't get Kovalchuk. We have no idea what the top six is going to look like, especially if Kevin Hayes is out of the picture. Like, what is it? You know, KZB and then who? Vlad and Spooner? Like, do you resign Spooner and then... Well, then you would have like, to, yeah. Well, then it becomes... Bobby Ryan? It's, yeah, it's KZB. It's, it becomes Ryan, Nemestikov, a, Spooner. That's VC, a one-line team. Heedle, that's a one-line Zuccarello. team. And you you hope... got Zuccarello, though. Don't forget about Zuccarello. Oh, yeah, fair enough. He's still here. Sure. So you could put Zuccarello. Oh, what about Zuccarello, Heedle, and Nemestikov? Right? Anderson, VC, and, I mean, it's bad, but Spooner. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not condoning. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm not condoning this. I don't think there's too you many You can't questions. forget a guy you're paying $7.25 million for. Uh, and it's, the thing with Bobby Ryan is after this season, after 2018-19, he's on the books for three more years. Three more years at that But that two-year window evaporates once you go after Carlson. I, I just... It, all right, and we just me, spent so much time talking about anything within two years is fine. This is you and I agree that it doesn't make sense to go after Carlson. Okay, no. Let's it doesn't make any sense to me. Jump as, forward as a fun year. as it would be. You jump forward a year. Carlson's on the jump free agent year. block. Sure. Do you make a run for then him? Then? Co- if when all he costs is money. Yeah, when Do all you he sign costs to the seven-year, seventy-seven million-dollar deal. God damn it. If you interrupt me three more times. Um, It depends greatly on what the development of the young players looks like. If some guys look like they're ahead of schedule or let's say, you know, of the six guys who the Rangers are really hopeful, if five of them look like they're going to be NHLers and going to be valuable players, then I think that is a conversation, conversation you have to have. And but you look at it and you say, okay, what what are we willing to do? For Carlson, the, the other benefit of of the waiting until free agency is, you know, one I don't think he'll, he'll be there because if the Rangers don't do a deal, someone else will. But you'll get to see if he can stay healthy for another year. You'll you'll get to see a lot of a lot of things, especially with the development of the of this team and the younger players on it. But yeah, it, it, but you know, like the thing is, th- then you open the door to all right. Well, what about Panarin? You know, who's younger? Or what two years both? from now, two years from now, when when you know things fit in a little bit better, why not? Why don't the Rangers think about? Oh, Tyson Berry might be an unrestricted free agent, or you know, uh, you know Taylor Hall will be an unrestricted free agent at twenty eight years old. Like the, the nice thing about free agency is, yeah, we we don't see everyone hit it because teams give guys extensions, but. There's always a guy out there who can who can really transform your team. And when you're a team in the rebuild, I don't feel like you have to jump, you know, before you, your your rebuild has even started to, to make a move like that. And even a year from now, let's say Carlson stays healthy, uh, he doesn't go anywhere, Ottawa repeats the same mistake they just watched. The Islanders make a devastating mistake, to be sure. Or, like, they move him at the last minute for, you know, a conditional second-round pick or something to the Rangers. Or whatever the hell it would be. It would probably be a lot more than that. Um, you know, I, yeah, you, you look at it then, but even still, you, you look at it, 
you look at, all right, well, what, what does this cost and what does this look like for the rebuild and all that crap? It's, it's, a, it's a super complicated question. I love Eric Carlson, Joe. No, it doesn't sound you're like making it. Me, sounds like you hate him. Well, you're making... Well, I like logic, too. That's the problem here. It, it sounds like you hate logic, too. You hate both of them at the same time. Just this war on logic and Carlson. You know what I do love? Is the, is the, the cushiony support of a Casper mattress. Casper mattress, goddamn right. Um, okay, well, I, I think I, I'm I'm on the same page as you are. I don't think it makes sense right now. I'm on the same page with. I don't it, think it, it would makes be sense. goddamn fun, but it, it would be fun. Yeah. It would be great, and it would it would be amazing. Like th- those are the players you should be targeting just when you're good, not right now. If it was two or three years, and that's ago, the thing. Be. You gotta you gotta understand this team's gonna suck, but they're gonna they're gonna find hopefully franchise players like the Taveras's, like the Carlson's, by by committing to the idea of this rebuild, by choosing to develop their own talent for the first time in many of our lifetimes. We haven't seen the Rangers do, you know, actually put in the work to, to find guys in the draft and turn them into NHL players at a, like, I would consider they've been, I know you're working on something of, like, about this show, but they've been really 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 below average in terms of player development and it's burned this team for years it's it's why the wolf pack suck so bad and yeah it's time to to figure stuff out if you want to win in the modern nhl you can't just be a team where it's like ah we almost got there we have henrik lundquist let's just see who who comes around in free agency who is it wade redden who is it Brad Richards, who is it? Drury, Gomez, who is it? You know, you can't just do that time and time and time again. And we we, we saw that. The Rangers, you know, just a bunch of foul tips, a bunch of almost theirs, a bunch of it's the coach's fault, a bunch of, you know, oh my God, the Stahl Girardi contracts. And that, that way doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You have to develop your own young talent. That means no Carlson. You feel better about yourself after killing these dreams? I'll have sweet dreams in my dream, Casper, dream, dream. Casper mattress. There you go. There he is. Um, Anthony Laterrell. He asked pretty Letterell. much that question. Um, should the Rangers go in on Eric and Carlson and Ryan? And we kind of answered that now. Um, Sean. It would be fun. Exclamation point. Awesome podcast. I listen every week. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. What's the best? What's the best? It's not Sean. It's S-H-O-N. That's got to be Sean, right? Sean, what's the best case scenario for Hank with the Rangers? Do you think he defies age long enough to still be the starter when the window reopens? Does he hang on as a backup if they start getting good as he declines? It's a good question. I don't know. I think Hank probably has three more solid years left in him, and that kind of runs directly to when Chest Jorgen will take over the throne. So I'm not sure we're going to see a cup with Hank, but he knew what he was getting into, and he's loyal enough to stay with the team. Uh, I just I don't you, like you thinking about. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I, I made a, a quip about the Olaf uh, Lindholm Lindholm yeah, that was goalie bad. that we took. Well, it made me sad. I depressed myself. Uh, yeah, I can see Hank being still solid. I, the, it all comes down to whether or not he can stay healthy. Because when a goalie his age gets hurt, it 
unravels in a hurry, especially if it's a hip injury, especially if it's the knees. And he's already had a couple of issues with his knees, and that's pretty alarming. But uh, the best thing the Rangers can do, just from an organizational standpoint, is say, yeah, uh, let Georgiev get plenty of starts. Let him let him start in 35, 33 games. I know that's going to make Hank unhappy, but uh, that's called coaching. You have to say... If you're Quinn, listen, Hank, we know who you are. Everyone knows you love to win. This team isn't about winning right now. And you wanted to be here. You knew what that meant. You're going to try to win every game when you're in. We get that. But we have to save you a little bit so that in three or four years from now, he's not just, you know, an anchor to this team. Because that would be the biggest disgrace to his legacy Uh, of anything that could happen other than of course the rangers just failing to get to get to the ultimate prize when they had the best goaltender of his generation and arguably the best goaltender of all time so yeah he'll have a couple years left in him at least it comes down to the workload and whether or not he can stay healthy something tells me he's not quite human we'll have another we'll have more of hank than we should hopefully expect or reasonably expect just because he's a Nor- he's a Norse god. He might just disappear Nordic one day. God. Because he he doesn't really age like normal men and so right, he, he might explodes. be like, "Ah. Oh, yeah, they're catching on to me. I have to go to Valhalla. I'll just I'll just I'll just leave." And there'll be and no he just, explanation. He, f- he floats, he just shoots out of his crease upwards destroys yeah. the roof of Madison Square Garden. Um, as he flies to Valhalla. Trevor he, he hints, leaves cap space behind. That's what he does. Do you think the Rangers sign or trade Hayes? We kind of talked about that. Um, what could he get in return? We talked about that, too. Oh, what's your gut, Joe? What's so your gut? Your do question. they, do I think they, they trade him or him. sign him? Sign. I think they sign him. That's right, bitch. I think it's 38% chance they trade him. 38. 36% chance they trade him. Son of a bitch. You'd beat me. Price, Price is right. right. Rules, bitch. Um... I don't even think that's Price is Right rules. No, yeah, you're supposed to be like, all right, right, you're right 1% you're right, chance. You're right. yeah, well, it should have been like 37%, whatever. Jason Silberman, if a scenario where the Rangers don't trade Hayes or Zibanejad, what does the center situation look like as of right now? Who do you think is moved to wing? And would they play Elias or Heedle as a fourth-line center? Uh, I don't Elias, know... I- yeah, I think you move. It, it's Vladdy who Leas gets moved to, to Hartford wing. If you're at if you're at that point, that's the way I feel. Yeah, you, Leas you put, would be best served as your your one C in Hartford. Um, he might not be happy about it. He might throw stuff into the stands, but that's that's the risk you have to take. I'd I'd much. I think everyone just, would much rather Howden throw Howden shit be the into the seat. stands. Yeah, just every day. That was a great. That was an unbelievable joke. Just throwing like sticks in the bench and shit into the stands. Yeah. Often, you know, it's pucks for kids, and everyone's like, oh, that's sweet, but everyone who knows knows he's, that it's all. He's rifling them, yeah, just like yeah, firing them at a million miles. A little too much pepper on those pucks going in the, those little um, kids' hands. Jason, I think Nemestikov goes to wing. I think Mike will agree with that. Uh, oh, Joe agrees with Mike. Ring a bell. Yes. Fire, fire a firework. Hot dogs. I still disagree with you that... Lindgren is the best defensive prospect in the system. I never goddamn said it. Um, I'll go back to the tape. I will take a corkscrew. I will take a corkscrew and apply it to your forehead. I will go back to the tape. 
Alex Khalifa, does the signing of Clayson make it less likely that Hayek starts the season with the Rangers? I don't think... It's a great question. I know Hayek... It is a great question. I know Hayek wants to make the team out of camp. I don't know how likely that is because the Rangers have a logjam of semi-ready players. To me... And he's a baby. He's a fresh But Hayek gets the nod over Pionk and Gilmore and... Uh, I know yeah. that a lot of people are going to jump at me because I don't think Pionk is going to be as good as he was last year. I think Pionk may be an NHL defenseman. I'm just not sure he's going to be this 40-point guy that everybody's projecting him to be. In fact, I'm positive he's not going to be a 40-point guy. But I said that I about Brady Shea, and to, I was wrong. Um, I think Pionk is closer to a, a 7-D than a 5-D is what I feel like. And Alex, I think Clayson is the seventh defenseman. I don't see Clayson as being a, a major starting player in for this team great depth signing though really one of the he's one of the yeah he signed for less than a mil did. so 700k yeah, I, I think which is chump change i think that's you or me yeah but. that says he's your 7d really that's what that says 7d Vito, the new york Vito. rangers drafted five first rounders over the last two years believe that i do not will all five be here in the next four years and are they going to make us a contender Ah, I would say mm, no. Miller, I think, is going to be, well, four years. Miller's probably three or four years away. Um, Heedle and Anderson are here already. Lundquist is 17, so four years he'll be 21. He'll also be a baby. And uh, Miller's a bit of a project, so I don't think all of them will be here, but it will help make them a contender. Yes, I, I do believe that. I like this question, too. That's a good one. Good questions because the Rangers also so. have also have a uh, a tendency to trade away their first and second round and third round picks. So even after they after if they do keep them, they trade the the players they pick. But uh, yeah, I, I'd like to think that all those guys are here in four or five years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of impatience develops for Howden and Leas in particular, just because oh, of what they're too. Forgot about him. Yeah, he's pretty important, Joe. Ninth overall. Um, yeah. Son of a bitch. Me uh, son of a bitch. I got it in first. Price you think right. you're better than me? Um, I am better than you. Not really. I don't think okay. I'm better than anyone. <laughs> That's the first time. Actually, I will actually life. murder you. I will murder you. That's I'll come harsh. to your house and um, murder your face. I, I like the idea of all the all the kids being here. I expect them all to be here, but maybe. Maybe, you know, the logjam situation creates a, a scenario where the Rangers, you know, move move one of the good young prospects to pick up uh, in a position of need. We'll have to see what happens. It is a tough call. Who are we up to? Aaron I'll Friedman. What do you think is the target year to be an elite team? 2021, Shostyorkin and Krovstov presumably in their second year in the league then. Um, yeah, I would say that's really the first, that's really, that's all you can expect. You can't really expect the Rangers to be looking at true contention for another two years. No. You can't. Okay, we're in agreement about that. David L. You know what happens? No, go ahead. You've already ruined the show. That's fine. Now you you have to do it. Okay, I'll do it. You know what's a thing, Joe? What is for the next two years? Or in two years from now, Kreider, uh, Jesper, and Vlad are all 
going to expire as UFAs. That got dark. So, They're all going to expire. Oh. Yeah, but that's my point is, if we want to be realistic about this rebuild, these are guys that you move. These <laughs> these are guys you move. You don't want to move them because you love them, but uh, you, you got to move Krides. You got to move Zook. You got to move Jesper. I mean, you got to move Matt Bleski, but that's that's fine. Um, or just let him let him be in the AHL or whatever the hell happens with Matt Bleski. David I just L. thought Singer. I would bring, bring the mood oh down. God, that's all. Keep going. Second time you've interrupted me, son of a bitch. Um, any ideas with regard to trading for or signing an elite forward or defenseman either this year or next? We talked about that, David. Um, or are we resigned to... Yeah, we, we answered that question. I, by the way, when I say that, it's not like a snotty, well, we answered that, you idiot. Obviously, you weren't listening to the show from the future. No, Joe, so Joe doesn't you read ahead. The question. I do not read ahead. I want to be surprised. I want to be... I think it's better that way. It's more organic. Mike, uh, he cheats. He cheats. That's what happens. So, Stink Fleeman. I'm seeing more Rangers fans talk about their lack of patience for a rebuild. Do you think Jeff Gordon will stay the course? P.S. Mike's glove is dumb. Aw, shit, son. Um, I do think the Rangers will stay the course. I think we, we found that out when they didn't do anything on Monday, which is July 1st, free agency day. And Mike's glove is dumb. Mike? I never said it wasn't dumb. It still hurts to hear that. Uh, for our listeners, I posted a, a work in... Pr- work in progress picture on the patreon and uh the glove my glove is done joe have you started work on your glove well that was my next question from this idiot no, you goddamn have it where is joe's glove for the glove <laughs> hashtag glove challenge it's coming i'm deciding which which piece of fabric to make it out of do i make it out of my underwear or do i make it out of uh, a dress shirt or uh, an undershirt or do i just go buy fabric no, I used what did you use? Rangers you look like you had some type of mesh, like this vinyl mesh. No, I used an old Rangers t-shirt that I washed. Oh, an old Rangers t- well, I'm going to wash it. I'm not planning on... <sighs> yeah, but don't tell people you're going to use your, your, your underwear. What the hell's wrong with you? Used. Used underwear. <laughs> That's right. That's what's happening. Um, New York Rangers you use, stool. You should use your child's blanket is what you should use for the fabric. If slash when we trade Spooner, what's a realistic return? I've been thinking I don't know. a lot about this. I like Second this round question pick. because I found myself asking this on draft day one and draft day two when I was like, oh, okay, you know, Spooner and Vlad and VC didn't get moved on draft day one. And when draft day two came, I said, all right, so we're in the, we're in the second day of the draft. So is it realistic to say maybe you get a second for Spooner or something like, all right, well, maybe you get like a third and a crap prospect or like, what what can you really get? Like, and uh, uh, you're shooting from the hip answer, Joe, as a second. And I feel like that's pretty reasonable. I feel like a second plus, but a lot of that depends on who your trade partner is. Um, Because the big thing about second round picks is uh, they are definitely not all made equal, which I know isn't much of a statement, but a pick early in the second is is a world's different than a pick late in the second. And uh, now, when you're drafting know, I, a goalie, Joe, so we move past that. I mean, uh, 
Uh, Fishuk Jesus, I think. I don't know what this is. What prospects can realistically make the lineup? What does the lineup look like on opening night? Um, I think Hayek is really the only quote-unquote prospect, unless you're including Hedl and Anderson, who who I think actually you probably should. Um, Opening night, I I still don't know because, like Mike and I were talking about, it's KZB as the number one line, and then what? I don't know. Then you have Zuccarello. terrible podcasting, but I don't know. Vlad and Hayes, question mark? Hey, and then who do you have? Question mark. And then you have uh, Philip as your third Heedle. line center, and then like who do you put? Who do you put there? Like okay, you got you got Jesper and Bolesky. I keep forgetting Bolesky exists. So there's Peter that. Peter Holland is, is Peter Holland on the opening at Rose Jump? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. If you, do you, do you, do you play D'Angelo as a third line winger just to no? no, no. I think D'Angelo has an opportunity to make this team. I really do. I know people think I'm really crazy, but I'm really not. I'm smart like a fox. Well, he's one of like two guys who's right-handed on the entire blue line core. So yeah, he'll. he'll I'm right-handed, but in hockey I'm a lefty. So I'm right-handed and in hockey I'm a righty. So you could be on the blue line. I play golf righty, though. Lefty in hockey, lefty in lacrosse, righty in golf. It's kind of weird. How do you bat? How do you uh, baseball? Uh, do you bat right lefty. or lefty? Lefty. Okay. Do you write with your right hand? I do. Do me a favor and punch yourself in the mouth? Right hand. Okay. Some Choke on it. Thought, thought you would get me. That's it for the questions. Put your hand in the toaster oven. That's what I want to do. John J. Porter, Anthony Viola, Alex Gardner, John Reppy, Johnny Lowe, Alexander Ricard, Robert Courtney, Guy from Montana, Daniel DeGen, Eric Cohn, Matt Bader, 50, Tall Guy Robert, and Fancy Lawrence. That's the best one-two combination we have. Keith Franchillo, Andrea... Sorry. Andre Chicagoff, Chris Habibi, Mike's friend, Danny Santiago, Gabriel Vargas, James Dangles, David L. Singer, Grumpy Smokey, Mike Offit, Chris B., Bob Kawa, Stink Fleeman, Arch Williams, Igor Zetlovsky, Zachary Zetlin, Dan Carosi, Thomas Osa, Trevor Kempner, and Michael Silvers. They all donate. Patreon.com slash Blue You should too, you son of a bitch. I'm done. I'm done playing nice. You donate that was, right now. That was way too aggressive. Way too <laughs> right, aggressive. Right now. If you're not donating, if your little hands are not going to donate right now, you are dead to us. By the way, I hope whoever wins, you know, I use the word win loosely here. Whoever <laughs> the glove challenge. I hope you have small, deformed hands. I say well, my hands are enormous. Yeah, I have big, I have giant gorilla palms. Yeah, so we're we're dealing. We need to give it to them. Make your case to have. If you have the largest hands of our patrons, we will give you. You'll you'll have a leg up for the gloves because you'll actually be able to use them. Although they're not going to keep you warm at all. Um, Go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a nice comment. That'll be nice. Mike says he'll kill you if you don't. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I think that's really it. Uh, Tell us. Tell us to stop reading Casper ads. You know. Then they got to pay for it. They have to pay for the ad. Joe, then. what's your favorite sort of cracker? Like, the rest of your life, you can only eat one type of cracker from here on in. What cracker are you eating? Mm, it's an interesting question. I go with a Ritz. 
I don't rule Ritz, the buttery, flaky Ritz. The buttery. I was going to say yeah. Wheat Thin, but I think a Ritz is better. Wheat Thins is probably be- much better for you than a Ritz. Yeah, much better for you, but not better tasting. No. Which is what we're concerned about, the taste. Yeah. The in-your-mouth taste. taste bud tasting. Um, Mike, what do you like on Mike. your hot dog since I cut you, I cut you off last week? Oh, it doesn't goddamn matter. No, uh, it matters. I, I want like- you to say it. I do, I like sautéed onions, and then I like uh, sautéed onions and ketchup, or no sautéed onions, I do ketchup and mustard. And then, of course, the question is, is it yellow mustard or is it uh, spicy mustard? And my answer to that question is, uh, go fuck yourself, that's way too personal. Yellow mustard. I I take either or. Well, this was fun. What What do you like on your hot dog, Joe? I said it last week. I cut you off. Mustard, oh. relish, or pickles. That's right. Son of a bitch. Do you like sauerkraut? Uh, not a huge sauerkraut fan, no. Neither am I. It's never appealed to me. Uh, have a safe fourth. We're doing the show today because I'm I'm gone the rest of the week. So, yeah. Are you, you going to tell the people about the thing? And the city thing? thing? Oh, yeah. You, uh, you tell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We are doing a forum with the Blue Shirts Breakaway Uh. and uh, Garden Faithful podcast, a live podcast in August. I believe it's going to be August 25th. We will give you the location once it's confirmed, but it's going to be live in the city. There's a small fee to enter, but you can come meet me and yell at me and meet Mike. So we'll give you more information as we know it. But um, you've always wanted to touch Mike. You want to watch me sweat? And then roughly, roughly throw your fingers in his mouth. Because that's what's going to happen. I get sweaty when I'm nervous, and I'm always nervous. <laughs> so I'll be holding Mike while we're discussing Rangers. I'm going to wear things. like a, a rash guard. Is what I'm going to wear. That's Three best I'll podcasts follow. around on a forum, and us. I think Shayna said she was going to be there, so you can meet you can meet Shayna. We could have the blue shirt. I mean, I'm obviously particular to our podcast being the best, but those are here's what's going to happen. And it's going to be great. I'm going to have a I'm going to have a panic attack and Shane is going to have to replace me at the last minute. No, it's going to work not, out for the best. You're not going to have a panic attack. I'm going to be with you, holding you, suckling on your fingers if needed. <laughs> I, I guess it would make more sense for you to be suckling on my fingers like a, a pacifier. Yeah, I was about to say it would be far more far But more, you, you like, know what? Comforting. We're not we're just we'll see what it is. That's all. And then we're going to... What is it like people do with the babies where they dip their finger in like whiskey and then they'll Yeah, that's the exactly. I'll just, I'll go to yeah. the bar and, and dip my hand yeah. in like grain alcohol <laughs> and you can just suck on that for a while. And you'll, then once you'll you're done, swaddle me. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, we'll just throw you in yeah. and it'll be like, all right, let's ask Mike a question and you're just like, ah, Brian Lee. We'll do the, the Lindy Ruff will throw you a bag of jerky that you can just eat and, you know. It could it could go like that. I'd like to point out that we had a we had a, a sponsor, an advertiser on the show, and we just talked about a scenario where I suckled on your fingers lovingly while you comforted me through a panic attack. You could do that in a Casper bed too. You could. Maybe. A, a Good Casper night, crib. everybody. Bye bye.